Welcome to Reviewing Westeros, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones prequel spin-off on HBO, almost said Max, but not Max, HBO and Sky Atlantic. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is David, how's it going? I'm doing well, thanks. Good, uh, so we're here, ten episodes later, I thought it was eight originally, I was getting ready to do a review after the... Uh, <laughs> After the fifth, ep- after the uh, seventh episode, because I thought there was eight, but no, there is ten. We've seen all of them, and we're here to talk about our uh, thoughts <clears throat> on the show. We got a few different notes. We got a uh, complicated cast list because George R. R. Martin decided to not name anybody anything um, simple. <laughs> Let's call it yes. that. Uh, so thanks, George, for that. Um, but uh, let, let's jump into our, our general thoughts and feelings. We don't need to like jump straight into spoilery stuff. But um, so ten episodes. Uh, obviously, we've got a second season coming up. The show did incredibly well. Um, David, what did you think, just in general, on uh, the first season of House of the Dragon? Uh, overall, I thought it was pretty solid. Um, I, I I'm trying to think back to when I watched the first season of the original Game of Thrones and. Mm whether you can kind of directly compare the two. I, I think... That's a so, pretty normal thing to do. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the first season of Game of Thrones probably had a more shocking ending um, yeah. than this one did. Because uh, th- th- I think the end of this was a bit sort of, oh, it's ended. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I they did kill off a character at the end and maybe it would, but you know i yeah I, I i'm not sure with that but um it didn't have the sort of you know you've got a major character um who is a big named star and like game of thrones did and they kill him off right at the end of that first season and you're like oh, oh okay that's you know that that was quite a sort of big thing whereas with this i, I know part of I, you know there, there was a character death at the end but it wasn't you know it it wasn't somebody that you've been following the entire way through i mean <clears throat> overall i did really enjoy it um i think it's solidly put together there was an issue with the lighting on some of the episodes which you know that whole thing has come up again and i really wish they'd you know just because you think it looks fine being really dark doesn't mean that it will work like that when you get it home so you know Mm -hmm. um 
there's 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 a few like so there's a couple of little technical issues and you know i they always try and stick to the gun saying it's absolutely fine it will show you i know it's probably it's how it, i know it's like light enough because i shot it it's like well yeah but when everybody else is telling you that it's not <laughs> um so yeah there's that but plot wise and generally with the filming and certainly with the casting i thought they did a pretty decent job um I'm not entirely convinced they needed to change the edges of some of the cast when they did, but you know, I mean, fine. That, that's that's okay because they they swapped the swapped a couple of the main actors out. Um, there was a few decent deaths as you went along the way. Uh, some I think it was fairly obvious weren't going to make it until the end of the season, so you know that's fine. Um. But yeah, overall, plotting-wise, I thought it was an interesting story. And, and you know, there's there's just quite a lot of names bandering around. And Yeah, they're all in I, front of me. But that's that's <laughs> not that, that's not a fault of the show. That's sort of a fault of George, because he has this habit of naming a lot of the characters with fairly similar names. And th- so it's like, okay, I just tried to get, like, all those like lined up and there are a lot of kids as well and some and because of the time jumps they're sort of growing up quite quickly and you're like okay which kid's that and who's he related yeah, to and yeah. so so that is a little bit confusing sometimes um but that's more that's less an issue with the show and more an issue with the just the story they're trying to tell i guess um yeah so you know mm-hmm uh, for me, I thought this was excellent. Um, I agree. I don't think it quite has the gravitas of Game of Thrones, but you, I didn't quite. I, I tried to not go. It's difficult, you know, like when Fear the Walking Dead started, and like uh, people said, like, "Oh, this isn't as good as Walking Dead," and like you know, when when Flash started, is it as good as Arrow? It's it's understandable and quite normal to look at a spin-off of a show and said oh is it as good as the, is it as good as the other one it, it just has to be good in its own right um first episode of this the pilot like they do throw a few characters at, i say a few they throw quite a few characters at you and it's the the first episode really is just okay obviously there's a plot going on here but like who are these people and who do they have relations to and who are they aligned and not aligned with and all this kind of stuff and once you kind of settle into, because what what I ended up doing is instead of trying to figure out every single character's name, was that like, okay? Who who are the main people I need to 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 look at and you know see what what they're up to basically? And once I once I figured out who they were and sort of settled down with that, I really started to just get into the show and enjoy it. And that that was kind of the process just for the first episode. Um, yeah, it's interesting on the time jumps thing because I, I can't recall a show that's done that many I mean Walking Dead's done like a few time jumps and a few of them were relatively close together but not as often as this in the space of 10 episodes and you'd start, you'd sort of start an episode of this show and you'd notice like oh there's a different actor who's popped up oh it's supposed to be that character oh we've had another time jump um, like, like for example the one who gets his, his eye cut in in one of the episodes and then you start like i think it's the next episode or or the one after that and you notice there's an older character pops up dressed kind of similar because they had a bit of an aesthetic for each character 
um, mm-hmm. which made them slightly easier to follow. Um, and then, like, oh, older, tall person with eye patch is that the same person? And yeah, it was so it it was kind of following that way. Um, the performances performances in the show I thought were fantastic. I really, really did. Um, see, for me, with the I get what you mean about the end of the first season thing. Um, to me, that was kind of instead of being the big impactful thing with what happens in episode nine, I think of season one. That was sort of like okay, the slow demise of Viserys, and then the unlucky thing that happens at the end of the season is a bit of a bit of a combination. I I know that it wasn't sort of like a beheading in the way that the, the first season happens, but I still thought one of them was sort of you're almost waiting to happen. Um, and I saw some like conversation online and whatever. I was like, oh, v- Viserys can't keep handling time jumps <laughs> uh, yeah. and, you, and you saw what that looked like um, but I don't know I don't think I, I get what you mean I don't really think the show like needed that to be quite on the same level I just thought it was it was good in its own right and really did nail some of the characters and, and that type of stuff um, a couple of the standout performers for me uh, obviously Paddy Constantine um, I think that, that to me there's three main standouts which Paddy Con- Constantine is Viserys Certainly, Matt Smith of Damon Targaryen and Millie Alcock as uh, Princess Rhaenyra. Um, obviously, they do change one of those later because you get um, Emma Darcy, who plays uh, Rhaenyra later on. Because um, it was a, I thought it was episode six particularly. I thought was a challenge because that that was your first time jump, I think, wasn't it? And that was when Millie Alcock and Olivia Cook, uh, Allison, were out of the show. Yeah, and you see Emma Darcy. She like come on to screen in in that sixth episode because the 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 opening what ten twenty minutes of where she's dealing with the births that she's giving, mm-hmm. um, really focuses on her. So she had like she she had a big task Emma Darcy to to do, and even though Allison is a big standout character, you could I think you could argue in those first five episodes, Princess Rhaenyra is the main character i mean because mm-hmm. the main kind of story around those first five or so or even the even the first episode or the first couple of episodes is that okay the normal game of thrones thing of who's going to be the next heir in line and here's all the reasons it can't be Renera because she's a woman and da, 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 and it can't really be damon because he's out of control so like what does viserys do and alison comes along and then uh viserys's you know wife dies and all this kind of stuff um and we, we we end up with what we end up with, obviously. But um, th- th- those are the three standouts to me. But the 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 big the biggest challenge I thought this show had was honestly replacing Millie Alcock, not just because I thought she was an outstanding performer, and obviously you've got the other cast change, which is um, Alison, but because of the significance of Renera, and you step into that sixth episode, and it's just such a big change. Um, because that was obviously the biggest time jump the show I had to deal with. Because even though it did some others after that, like a, a few months or a few years, or you know, and uh, Viserys kept getting older, that was the big challenge I thought. And it it, it took a minute to obviously get used to Emma because I, I I did miss Millie because I thought she was such a great performer in that role. She really cemented herself in there quite well. Yeah. Um. And even though she was only in five episodes, um. I think people, I think casting directors will be looking at her and obviously both um, Olivia Cook as well. Two actresses who I I don't think I've seen before. I, I'm looking at cause I'm looking at the photos of these of these people, 
I may have recognised Olivia Cook somewhere, but Millie Alcock I don't think I've seen um, before. Um, how did you think the show handled like the time jumps and everything else I just I just mentioned? It was a little bit distracting that um, the 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 time jump, particularly with those two characters, because it it did seem a little unnecessary. Um, I, you know they they because they time jumped they switched out some of the younger children, which that I understand because you right, needed they, they wanted to... them to be teenagers instead of like children. Yeah. Um. So that I get switching those characters out you know that makes sense i'm i i i just felt it was a little unnecessary to to do time jumps for those two particular main characters because i think Mm -hmm. they looked old enough um to be able to carry that through without you needing to switch the actors and i mean I thought I thought Millie did a great job. I thought Emma did a great job as well, but um I, I yeah, I it just it was a bit weird doing that. Uh I I have seen Millie Alcock in, in a couple of things before. She was in Upright, which was the um Which which was a show with Tim Rinchin in it, which um, the uh, which Sky ran, I think, over here. Okay. Um, that's probably the biggest thing she's been in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just looking up in terms of age, because obviously that's why they were recast. Uh, Millie Alcock is 22, and Olivia Cook um, is 28. So she's. They they've had even less reason to recast Olivia, um. So yeah, I I I don't think that was a mistake necessarily. I just thought that was a big challenge, and they did eventually overcome it. It was just a case of getting used to like five episodes in, because like five episodes in, you're just settling into those characters being in that role. Um, and I didn't I don't know about you, I didn't know that that was gonna happen until i read about it like on twitter and someone said hey millie alcox like last episode is this one and they're doing a time jump and i was like oh right okay mm-hmm. um because i don't remember because game of thrones itself um might have had some a few time jumps i don't remember them recasting like major characters though um no i mean they they did with some of the younger children again i right, mean that was right. something they did because um so yeah with some of the kid with some of the younger kids then yes they did recast the roles but certainly for the main cast no generally i mean there was one there was one major recasting uh and i can't remember the character's name but because they they switched he'd, he'd shown up in one season and then i think the actor couldn't do it or something for the next season oh. and they recast him as somebody else entirely who looked completely different uh so but but there was so there were there were a a couple of places where they did things like that but it was you it it wasn't a sort of necessarily a planned in thing um or done because you know of time moving forward um so yeah i mean i it, it was just i found that a little bit distracting because you're already dealing with an awful lot of characters and then suddenly you're now replacing two of the actors 
in those roles for new ones. And yeah, they have said uh, moving forward that there are no more time jumps. This is it. This is the cast they're sticking with. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's going to be easier to manage the second season as you get to know the actors in those roles a bit better. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, we, we, you'll presumably you'll get to see the kids grow up a little bit and, you know, you, you'll get to understand those relationships a bit more. I think part of the problem is there's just so much packed into it. Um, there's and there are a lot of children, and they've all got fairly similar names. And I think that, that's that. I think was a little bit difficult to kind of okay. How's this person related to that person? It's it's slightly frustrating over it, you know in the UK in that. Um, when they did Game of Thrones, they did an after show uh, for every episode. And that was really quite useful because if you didn't understand something or if you missed something, it's a bit like they did Talking Dead in America for The Walking Dead. Uh-huh. Um, and they did a, they didn't used to do an after show for, uh, for Game of Thrones here as well, which C. Perkins used to present. And that was really quite useful in in sort of, you know, they used to do history segments and how this connects to that and all that sort of thing. And for some reason with this, they opted not to do that apart from the first and last episode. Huh. Um, And I I don't quite understand why when, I mean, you know, some sort of after show would have been quite useful for this because you could have laid out how, you know, the family trees, you could have talked a bit more about the history, you could have, um, I mean, you know, as well as sort of getting background on the production itself. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, aside from the cast and stuff, um, what do you usually think of the uh, of the intro? They, they obviously changed, uh, they use the same uh, song, which... To, to be honest, I don't think you should change Game of Thrones' song. It's very, like... To me, it's like almost iconic at this point. Um, well, it is. And very sort of... You, know, you, you hear that anywhere, and you, you know what it's from. It, it's got to that point, isn't it? Um, but obviously, they changed it a little bit with the... Um, uh, they had, like, this Bloodlines thing going on. I I, I thought it was, was quite cool. Um, I can't remember what they did differently in the first episode, but there was there was something in the episode they did differently. Um, and then they, they just did a normal intro after... Uh, yeah. Episode two. So, um, do do like skip because some people like oh you know Game of Thrones intro is too long they skip it. I, I don't think you can skip Game of Thrones's intro. It's just too. It th- there's certain intros for shows that are just designed to get you up for it kind of thing. Um, mm. like you wouldn't skip the Simpsons intro, would you? It's just it's iconic. Yeah. You wouldn't skip like the Friends one or, I mean, you don't need to skip like the Big Bang Theory's one. It's twenty seconds long. Um. Things like that. So, uh, what what did you think? Uh, any thoughts on, I guess, the intro, like the returning music um, and the new uh, graphics? Yeah, I do wonder whether that was whose decision that was. Whether it was mm. just Ramin couldn't be bothered to write a new thing, or or they went, ah, we'll just use the old one. It's fine. Um, I mean, it is an iconic piece of music, so I'm I'm okay with that. In terms of the visuals, I don't think it's quite as interesting and as solid as the game of thrones one because the game of thrones one was i i think just placed everything better in terms of you know the map and mm-hmm. and the, the layout i think yeah they could um, do that a bit more in season two maybe yeah uh and i mean i do skip past it i i watched it sort of the first 
time they did it, which I think you're right. I don't think they put it on episode one. I think it was on episode two. And after that, I was like, no, I'm just going to kind of skip through that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I, I generally don't watch it, but um, I will watch sort of I watch it once a season to see whether they change it, because that was always the thing with the original one was there were subtle little changes as things to fell apart. Right, buildings a, that were destroyed and that. Yeah, yeah, if there was a major event or something, like, you know, there was a building that got destroyed, like, after Winterfell fell, they, the, you know, they, you've got cracks in it and all that sort of stuff. So I, I liked all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sort of keep an eye out for that kind of thing. But Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, all right, before we press on, um, I haven't even got into some of my notes yet, so we'll do that in the second half, take a break, do some housekeeping, and then we will return. See you in a minute. Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is UK. that's E-T-A-L-K. UK to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode, and you can go and click on that link in the show notes. That's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well, so you can either copy and paste the promo code ETALKUK, E-T-A-L-K-U-K. You can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20% off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very very first class very professional so no questions about manscaped's quality thanks very much to manscaped for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and thank you very much for listening Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system, which is usually in the bottom right hand corner, to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today. So that's Kualu, and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today. Thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link. Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcast that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if you if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support entertainment talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. 
Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, I did a video game review yesterday. Uh, gave a, gave my first um, strong must-play rating. This is for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the campaign, because the multiplayer is not out yet. But uh, I, same thing I did with the, with the previous game. I reviewed the campaign separate to the multiplayer, because they are entirely different parts of the game. So um, once the multiplayer comes out, and I've spent a good portion of time with it, I'll give, uh, obviously, updated thoughts on that. But I uh, gave that a strong must-play rating. I did sort of three sections of that podcast. So the first section is talking about my spoiler-free thoughts, uh, the gameplay, all that type of stuff. The second half is what I call gameplay spoilers. Why I call that gameplay spoilers is there's newer sort of set pieces and new mechanics in the game that I didn't want to sort of ruin the surprise of because they were quite surprising. And then there's a third section which is actually getting into like, <clears throat> you know, story spoilers, character deaths, you know, what happens at the end of the game, that type of thing. I explained all of that as I went through the episode, so uh, you can check that one out if you want to as well. Uh, over on The Walking Dead, we're still continuing with that. We're up to Season 11, Episode 20, uh, and we'll continue covering that weekly. That's got four episodes left, and then we'll be doing a series wrap-up afterwards. Uh, some big news from DC this week. James Gunn and Peter Safran have been uh, tapped to lead DC, so uh, the newly formed DC Studios, which is for everything, their TV, animation, film, that type of stuff, uh, which is interesting. Um, I've seen some very negative and very positive responses, but that's that's the internet, I suppose. Uh, also talked about the future of Superman with Henry Cavill himself publicly coming out and saying he is back as Superman. He's done like interviews and all sorts of things now, so uh, it's, it's very much public knowledge, which is great because I think, regardless of whether you liked Man of Steel or li- like Zack Snyder, I think the general consensus was from almost everyone that okay in terms of superman we want henry cavill back i think that's that's what everybody kind of agreed on so really really good that he is it just took a bit it, it, it took a minute didn't it to <laughs> to get him back Man, yeah it was 10 years ago so or almost 10 years ago but that's good and uh, we can crack on with making some superman stories or maybe another justice league film who knows uh over the other horror stuff this week Um, I reviewed the second season of American Horror Stories, which is the anthology per episode thing, the spin-off show, uh, which is available on Disney Plus uh, via Star, or Star via Disney Plus, and then FX and Hulu in the US, so I reviewed that season. Over on, um, over on Gaming Talk this week, we talked about G4 shutting down, Silent Hill actually coming back with two games, and some stuff about Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Over on the DC review side of things, I gave a skip rating to Black Adam. Not a hard skip, but just a normal level of skip. Um, and did a spoiler-free, spoiler-spit review for Black Adam. That's obviously the Dwayne Johnson starring film. Uh, May United drew 1-1 with Chelsea in a very dramatic game. Uh, penalty given away in the last five minutes. And then we equalised in injury time or stoppage time. So really, really good. Uh, we play against uh, Sheriff Taras Ball later tonight where I believe that we could qualify for the knockout rounds of the Europa League providing that results go our way and, and that type of thing. And then we play against West Ham on Sunday. So there's all of that going on. Um, what else do we have here? And that's, uh, yeah, that's everything we've been doing recently on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platform platforms rather all of them or at least i hope all of them um <laughs> uh, just search for entertainment talk or you've, you're already here so um there you go um i want to bring up a topic related to something in the u.s that absolutely relates to this show 
and that is called Roe versus Wade. And um, the subtitle kind of note I've put next to that is House of the Dragon's take on motherhood and choice. Um, which I think if we didn't address what goes on here and um, that I, I suppose not just motherhood, but the storytelling of browned women in the show, because you've also got mm-hmm. what I mentioned earlier, which is, uh, you know, hey, a woman can't, you know, be on the throne and, you know, that that's not tradition and all, all this kind of backwards thinking. Which, um, in the real world, women still don't have as many rights as they should, but have more rights than what they do in this show, at least. Um, so that's at least better, I suppose. Um, but we did see two specific scenarios. Um, obviously, one with uh, Viserys's wife. I think that was in was that in the pilot episode or the second episode? It was right near the start, wasn't it? Um, she's trying to give birth to their child and obviously the the pressure point there is okay woman can't be on the throne because you know sexism reasons Damon is too much of a rebel and he doesn't have any other heirs so um the wife at the time was pregnant and in quite a quite a visceral I I, I think it's fair to say gory scene um they just pin this woman down on the bed and cut her open. Um, I don't even uh-huh. think that's. I I would just call that murder. The the way the way that it happens and the manner of which it happens and like, I, I know that obviously in the real world, women's get given like C sections and things like that. But that was not what. That's not what I would call that. That was a. It, I mean. The way that the baby is taken out is the method of a C-section, but that's not the obviously the way to do it. Because you look at like the way that they're cutting her open, and like she's, I I would say that she was being kind of murdered in in that moment. Um, but going back to the Roe versus Wade thing, obviously, um, for those of you that might not know, I'm assuming most people know about what's going on. Uh, in certain states in the U.S., uh, the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade, which is like. 50 something years old it's it's something from like years and years and years ago i think before my time at least um that basically is now a rule where uh, abortion in the u.s in cer- I, th- I believe it's in certain states in the u.s it's not like the whole country um it's illegal to have abortion which in my eyes obviously there's the whole pro-choice pro- pro-life debate and all that type of stuff um which takes away a woman's choice to have an abortion because it's illegal and considered a crime. I was reading this story the other day. I just want to tie in this one little th- thing that I read. Um, someone that I saw on Twitter. I can't remember who it was. Um, and she said, oh, she just had a, a miscarriage. Which obviously was, was unfortunate and, and very sad. And the first thing she did. And this is some a woman who lives in the US. Looked up if she'd committed a crime. That's not. I understand, You understand why she did that. But that's not a, a thing that women should be doing when when that's happened you should be you know allowed to take that time to grieve but um because i suppose what the idea of that is is like because in a woman's eyes i suppose in that situation if you and this was an accidental miscarriage um in, in this situation um like okay women can't get an abortion because it's illegal so if they want to if there's the other method of trying to get rid of the child the method you could take and i'm not i'm not like advising this or whatever i'm just discussing the situation 
um, is if you had a deliberate miscarriage, which would be considered a crime in almost the same way, because it's like you trying to, it's like you trying to get around the law, the law that 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 law that shouldn't be in place because women should have the choice. Um, but anyway, this this show touches upon upon that. Um, there's two different scenes. Obviously, I've already described one of them, and. I try to think which one of these is is worse because there's a scene I think it's in like episode seven eight it's a bit later on in the season, and Damon's wife girlfriend partner, um he he moves to this other place and um she's trying to give birth, and they I think one of the one of the people or whatever goes over to Damon and says like hey what do you want to do, again doing the wrong thing which is instead of talking to Damon about what to do, it's not his body, um, talk to the woman about what she would like to do. And this woman kind of, I suppose you could say escaped, really, tried to escape, um, because she knew in her mind, like, okay, the way that the other characters would look at this situation is like, okay, the heir, which is, again, the whole part of, like, the throne and all that kind of stuff, um, is considered more important than the woman, which shouldn't be. Um, what should be the more important thing is like, okay, can we keep the the mother alive and give her the choice of like, you know, does she want to risk trying to give birth in the way that they do? Um, obviously it's, it's a little bit different, obviously, to compare this situation in the world of Game of Thrones as opposed to in our real world, because they have like, you know, I mean, it's a fantasy world, they have dragons and things like that. Um, and also their medical, um, situation and equipment is like completely different to what ours is. Um, and she decides, okay, I'm probably gonna get murdered in the same way, or, like, not be given this choice, and runs off and, like, screams at this dragon, I I can't remember all, I know that the dragons have got different names and stuff, I don't know what they're all called, um, but runs off to, like, their dragon, and, like, cries and begs this dragon to to burn her alive, because she sees that as her only option, um, because the other option is she very likely dies in the sake of a new heir. Um, so obviously this is a hard-hitting topic, um, but I felt it was important to bring it up, not just not just in the case of the Roe versus Wade situation, which I think again is, is different, but is certainly comparable to, again the 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 idea of giving the woman a choice, which in in this show they don't get given the choice either because of the, the two scenes I just mentioned. Um, we can touch upon the the throne thing, and obviously with. Uh, Renera and uh, what happens with that. Um, David, what did you think of how the show kind of handled it? Again, I know it's a bit different, it's a fantasy world and all that kind of stuff, but um, what did you think of, I suppose, the two different scenes that I mentioned? The the childbirth scenes, actually, um, th- th- when you're talking about, about the sort of overall, I mean, the treatment of, of women in this show, mm-hmm. the uh, the entire thing is sort of geared towards this is the women that are, are um, becoming the sort of power because, I mean, the entire, the entire thing is based around, uh, I mean, in the very first episode, we find that we have um, it's uh uh, Rhaenyra's Targaryen, which is Eve Best's character, the older princess or the uh, the queen who never was, you have that who was sort of passed over it because of her gender. So 
you know, you you've got that sort of sets out the stall of the fact that the women are seen as secondary citizens particularly yeah, yeah. when it comes to this so that, that that and that sort of happens in the very first episode so that gives you the, that sort of thing and the fact that Viserys um then nominates uh Rhaenyra as his heir is a hugely controversial thing because you know um especially when you then have a uh he then has a son and he sticks with Renera as being the heir. Um, so the the whole thing is about the way women are treated throughout the the, the this sort of entire era of of the uh, of, of Westeros. Um, I did see comments regarding the um, the abortion stuff that. Because uh, there is a genuine, there is actually a scene where abortion directly is brought in because you got um, it's um, when Renera sneaks off and sleeps with the the guard captain, and she's bought a potion the next day, uh, or the, the you know, later that uh, night. To Kristen. Yes, I, and right. he's he's brought a potion later that night to basically. a a, a bo- it's a morning after pill, essentially. Right. Some um, form of birth control, yeah. Yes. And um, I, I, I did see comments about it. It comes to something when when Westeros has better um, access to birth control than some states in America, you know. And, and so there are there are sort yeah. of some parallels in there. Um. Regarding the the sort of complexities of the the actual births, that is a far more difficult issue because of the fact that there are situations even today where you're having to make you know you you've got somebody where there is an issue with the birth and there is a possibility that the birth will be a choice between either saving the mother or saving the child. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, this, in in certain situations, the mother might not be able to make that choice themselves directly because they're not in the state to be able to do it. Uh, which I think is, is more closer to what they're sort of dealing with here. Um Obviously, if they are able to say something, there should be some conversation going on there, which, I mean, is is possibly not what happened in, in some of these situations. But, yeah, the overall, I think the sexism in this, uh, you know, intentionally showing the, the sort of the, the sexism of this world and the fact that you've got people like Renera and um, uh, people like Alison even that are, are sort of fighting is sort of quite a central part of the whole story, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was that was really good. Um, but I just thought it was relevant to to touch on that, considering the the show does go there in terms of its its uh, own topic in, in different ways, like we said with the treatment of women and um, the the 
pro-choice, pro-life thing, debate thing. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's interesting that, that these episodes get released around the time that this is this is still ongoing because that that decision in the US has still not even been. I mean, I don't know politically how I don't know all of the mechanics of how that all works in terms of like you know the Supreme because I hadn't even really necessarily heard of the Supreme Court before that. Maybe I had, but like this was the first thing in a while that like oh there's there's this supreme court thing and all that type of stuff um because I, I don't know how that works with like the president and you know things like that but i just thought it was worth bringing up um because yeah the other obviously the other side of that is you've got uh damon targaryen now it's interesting for me um because because I, I think i've probably seen matt smith and other things i mean i didn't see morbius i don't think you did either did you <laughs> no um obviously he plays uh uh, he's not actually Morbius, is he? That's Jared Leto. Matt Smith plays... I actually don't know. Somebody else. One of them says yes. it's Morbing Time or, or something like that. But, uh, <laughs> which almost became... The meme of that almost became more popular than the actual film. But, <laughs> um, uh, there was a... Speaking of that, by the way, there was a video I saw, um, just on the subject of, of Matt Smith. He did a little interview with, uh, Paddy Constantine, who's Viserys. And it's like a minute-long video. It was like, it was a clip from an interview, so it wasn't the whole thing. And uh, the interviewer said, like, to do with, oh, it's Morbin time. And Matt sort of wasn't aware of it until, like, very, very recently. And um, the, the way Matt tried to sort of brush it off was like, oh, yeah, from, from that film. Um, and Paddy's, Paddy Constantine is kind of like, what's, what's what's this film you're in? He's like, oh, it's called Morbius. Like, Matt Smith didn't sort of sound, like, <laughs> re- really excited to talk about it. I think they were there mainly, obviously, to talk about Game of Th- uh, House of the Dragon, but... Um, that was kind of interesting as well, uh, the whole meme, um, thing from that, but, yeah, uh, again, this goes back to Viserys' whole thing of, he's, because I, I don't think he gets specifically told you can't g- give the throne to Rhaenerys, it's more sort of like, oh, this isn't tradition, and you, it, it, it wouldn't, you know, people would turn their noses up at your decision kind of thing, because, you mm-hmm. know, it's not tradition and all that, and that's where you kind of roll your eyes and think, oh, you know, sexism. Um, but his only other heir at the time was Damon, and, um, Damon went through a very interesting arc in the show, because there was points where it's like, okay, you've, like, beaten a woman to death with a rock, even though that happened off-screen, we clearly know that that happened, and, like, you've just, you, you've been a, like, proper rebel, and you look at that from Viserys' perspective, and it's kind of like, Okay, I'm being heavily advised not to put Rhaenyra on the throne, but how am I supposed to put this guy on the throne, you know, from, like, his personality? And I, I do think Damon turns around in the end. It's interesting because I look at that scene with, with the woman who was on, you know, the woman that fell off the horse, and he goes and, like, beats her to death. And it's like, okay, that's kind of an irredeemable thing to do. But then when you get to, like, episode, later episodes, he does kind of change, so it's like... Um, it, it, this wasn't to the level of like Black Adam, where I thought, okay, am I am I supposed to be rooting for Black Adam, or how am I supposed to feel about him? Damon was much more of a sort of just just well written, well rounded character because he did have that bad side to him, but there were points where I suppose later on when Viserys's condition gets worse and that kind of stuff, and he sort of tries to come around a bit more of you know. Okay, I kind of realise how serious the situation is and, and that sort of thing. It was very strange going from, like, initially, like, because I'd seen him in Doctor Who. That's, I, I think, I think yeah. the first time when, I was, when I'd seen him. 
And it's like, okay, going from Doctor Who, completely different tone, completely different story, much more family friendly to this where he's playing this character. Um, but you know, put a, put, you put a wig on him and all, all this kind of stuff, and you, you you know you dress him up as this character. I thought we completely nailed this role and brought out a side of his acting that not I didn't think was there, just one that I hadn't seen. Um, almost a bit in the same way like with Zendaya when she's in like the Spider-Man films, and she she's great in all those. But then you go and see her in like Euphoria, this like really serious, you know. Um, teen sort of drug addiction focused type of you know that that sort of show um as opposed to like the fun stuff of spider-man um i I like when i see actors and actresses kind of take um those steps and like you see them in totally different roles and you think oh how's it going to kind of work here but i i thought he completely nailed it and there there were some weeks i saw people kind of say like oh he's he's like completely stealing the show i thought there were certainly certain scenes where he was still in the show um, I still think Millie Alcock is the standout here. Um, what did you think of uh, Matt Smith as Damon? Yeah, well, I mean, I've been a huge fan of, of Matt Smith. Sort of, I think, yeah, Game of Thrones was um, uh, uh, Doctor Who was probably the first place I saw him as well. He was also in um, The Crown as well. He played Prince Philip, of course. Oh right. So, which, which season was that? Season one i think he was one and two i think he was the original prince philip if i remember correctly okay okay right Um, i've I've not seen that so yeah um which also has similar you know real royalty things well (laughs) yeah in a different context but yes still yes so um so yeah i mean i knew there was I mean, he's a great actor, and I knew there was this side to him. So um, I, I really rather, you know, I was I was quite looking forward to this, but I think he really embodies that role incredibly well. This sort of young rogue prince character who's a bit kind of Machiavellian, and um, yeah, uh, it really uh, embodies that character very, very well. So I'm, I'm. Uh, think he's he's doing a wonderful job in this mm-hmm. definitely um on, i suppose we talk about viserys as well um i thought paddy constantine did a really really good yeah. job um as you kind of hinted at in on one of your geek town episodes you hadn't spoiled anything but you, the one thing that you hinted at was like okay it kind you kind of would look at this show and he would kind of be the first one to go because like the time sort of had to be. yeah, yeah. It, it, it felt like it was lining up that way um seeing the decay of him was kind of interesting especially you know towards his, his final episodes and like some of his face had gone and all this kind of stuff and again like i said with the medical stuff didn't really have the the med the uh equipment to to take care of that um i liked how they hint because they hinted at it in i think the pilot episode didn't they he had this thing on his back I think it was to to do with his uh, his illness. Um, some people kept pointing things out about his his fingers, not Paddy's fingers, but Viserys's fingers, and they started to go kind of strange. I didn't really notice that per se. Um, I thought he was a great character, so um, yeah, I thought uh, Paddy did a very good job. I'm trying to think if I've seen him in in anything else, but nothing is uh, quite springing to mind. What did you think of uh, Viserys? Yeah, Paddy was excellent really really good in that role and um you know has this not a you know a, a decent man um 
as he comes across as in this. You know, he he seems like a perfectly decent person. He he wasn't a person who expected to get the throne because of the you know the way he sort of landed it was you know he was chosen over the uh the direct the person who should have been the direct heir because he was male and she was female so you know but that's not his choice that's what the council decided at the time um and he seems to have ruled you know he has this sort of way of, uh, of of you know wanting to do the right thing um most of the time uh but there were mistakes and he's flawed in places and occasionally he gets it wrong and and it's just a really nice nuanced performance from him and uh i as i said before if you look at it i mean given that the whole thing is about Game of Thrones, and he was the king at the time. I twigged early on that that was probably the guy we were going to lose first out mm-hmm. of the season. I mean, you know, it was it was fairly obvious that he wasn't going to run all the way through because otherwise, you know, the whole thing is about who ascends the throne next. So clearly, if that is the case, he can't be there at the end of the season. So yeah, if that many people are talking about like, hey, who's going to replace you? Who's going to replace you? It's like, hang on, I'm still alive, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, of, and, of, of and figuring out plus, who is who his heir was and that type of stuff, yeah, yeah. Plus, I mean, they'd done a fairly good job of pointing out that you know he he had sickness and illness at various stages, mm-hmm. so you know, um, yeah, I it was clear that he wasn't going to last for the entire season. I mean, it was just not clear exactly when he was going to go, but he, he clearly wasn't going to be there at the end. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, but, but I think as, as a sort of introductory, uh, you know, way of, of sort of, um, holding that family together and being kind of the stabilizing force and then suddenly seeing what happens when he's not there and how everybody, reacts around him and the positions they take yeah uh, certainly yeah mm-hmm. particularly alicent um yep. who it, it's, it's sort of interesting because that whole sort of plot line of i i mean i i'm not sure how different this is in the in the books compared to this but it, it it's it's portrayed as she believes she's doing the right thing by putting her son on the throne because she believes that that's what that's what Viserys wanted i i don't know whether it's that clear whether it's it sort of goes that way in the books or whether it's just an out and out coup hmm. so um because depending on your point of view because to anybody on the outside of course that looks like a complete coup because Nobody else was in the room where he made that comment. And if she's being fair, I mean, Alice really should have realised that he was somewhat delirious when he was making comments about sort of, you know, it it wasn't a straight up, you should put your son on the throne. It, he was he was talking in kind of, you know, riddles and she's like, OK, I understand and puts her son on the throne and she's kind of using that as an excuse. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk about a few of the other characters as well. Um, 
Speaking of Allison, I did find his name's listed here as Larry Strong, Matthew Needham. Um, I thought like he was one of them characters that really stands out from a dialogue perspective. Like when he was giving lines and and that sort of stuff, I thought he was quite compelling. Yeah. To uh, to watch. Um, I thought Chorus. Corliss, Stephen um, Toussaint, the, the one who looks a bit like Ezekiel. I say Ezekiel because he's got the same haircut yes. from uh, from from The Walking Dead. Yes. Um, you could also say Carrie Payton, who voices Lee from Walking Dead. Um, he was uh, right. It's, it, it is where my conf- confusion came in, and I, I I think it's understandable to be confused by this. Um, so a, so he gets beheaded by um, Damon, right? I think it was because he's he called one of the women a whore. I can't remember which one, but um, I I think Viserys said to him like take his tongue and then like his head got chopped off, and Damon said like oh he can keep his tongue and you got like his tongue sticking out of his mouth with the half chopped head, and then a character who was his brother shows up later. Um, I was like, no, wasn't it? The, I don't think that was that was the one that got his head chopped off. I I thought that was the brother that got the head chopped off. Right. Because I, I I was trying and I I can't see two different actors listed. Um, because I kind of almost looked at them. I was like, is that the same? That the same actor? No, the the two different. There were two different characters. Um. They are, uh, yeah, because the the one that got his head chopped off was the brother, I think. Okay, because he he was the one that we were following for, for a bit, um, and then the other one like pops up in this cave later on. I think it's um, is it Eva Best's character who was talking to him later on? I think that was in episode nine or ten. Right. So, um, anyway, I thought that death was, was really cool. Uh, just the way, like, because Viserys' idea was like, hey, take his tongue. He's like, no, he can keep his tongue, but I'm going to take half of his head instead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then they, they showed this, like, burial preparation thing where, like, he's laid down and you, like, he's got the other part of his head lined up. Um, that was, uh, interesting to see. So, um, th- those were some, uh, quite good scenes. Um, some of the other characters I liked, I did think, um, Lainor, John, um, McMillan's character, he's the one who got kicked in the fire, wasn't he? Because, like, somebody broke into one of the places and, like, there was a, like, very brief sword fight. Um. Yes. Because he was the one that got married to, um. Uh, Renara. until, obviously, Damon did. Because yes. you know incest, <laughs> um, which uh, I, I mean, with, with the whole Damon Renera thing getting married, I mean, it's not really a, uh, it's that that type of thing's not really a shock in these types of shows. I mean, you had Cersei and Jamie for you know most of what since what the pilot episode of that show, I think they were they were kind of together and stuff. Um, so that was, that was yeah. I mean, it's uh, and certainly in this time um, when the Targaryens were at their height. It was incredibly common um, for the Targaryens to keep their bloodline pure by marrying other members of Targaryen, you know, other Targaryens. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean that that's not 
that's not strange with this. It had sort of become more taboo by the time we got to the um, the the later periods, you know, where, where of the main Game of Thrones show. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that was some good stuff as well. Um, I suppose we should talk about the ending now then because we've gone through most of these characters uh now i can't remember the two names of the two sons but one of them was the one that got their eye cut he was the recasted older version um because one of the sons goes to deliver a message um and then it's like raining very badly when he comes out it was so it see i i almost felt not tricked in a in a bad way not in like a bad cliffhanger trick sort of way but this was almost like I know you don't play many horror games, but there's certain like horror games where, and I've been watching PlayStation Access this week do do uh, some some horror streams. Ash has been doing them over there, and Rob did um, uh, the game called Madison, where it's you know about escaping from something kind of. And sometimes in a horror game, you'll like get rid of an enemy or something, and then you'll go into a room and you'll breathe a sigh of relief. But then sometimes it's a trick of like, oh no, oh you thought you were safe, like no you're not. So um when you get to this last scene that lip that little moment of when he flies out of the clouds and i even i and you know we're people who try to like analyze tv and review stuff and you know look for rules of things like for, for example like hey if you don't see a dead body the character's not dead you know th- those sorts of things and he, that, that there's that moment he flies up into the clouds on the dragon the, the smaller dragon and i was like oh he's gotten away for some reason, I stupidly had that in my mind. Of like, oh, because so, it was it was played out that way, right? Like he's in the clouds, a bit a bit a bit of light was there. Like he's not, you know, in these, you know, in, in these caves or wherever he was, and you know, down in the in, in the in the dark and in the rain and late at night, he'd gone up into the clouds, and it was it was um, not daylight, but it, it was light there, and it's almost played out as like, oh, he's gotten away, he's safe. And I lit like I physically, at the time, I was like, ah, he's gotten away, thank yeah. God, uh, which which was really stupid of me to do. And as somebody who tries to like you know look out for rules in TV and like hey you know, you know dead bodies and and, and things like that, um, almost two seconds after I'd done that, I was like, hang on a minute. I sh- I shouldn't be feeling a sigh of relief because the character does as well, right? He sort of thinks, oh, I've I've, I've kind of gotten away, and then um. Obviously, he gets sort of chomped or falls to his death. Um, it wasn't completely clear what actually happened there, because what you see after that is the wing that's come off. So it's clear that uh, the bite has taken place, isn't it, from the from the other dragon? Um, so he either fell to his death or was eaten off of the dragon. Um, either way, the character's very likely dead. Um, I like what this sparks. So this does spark, obviously, the the, the pose from. We're now right at the end of the season of that motherly mm-hmm. that speaking of motherhood and women and you know all that type of stuff. This motherly kind of the the rage of a mother kind of thing. There's a better word for that that I can't think of right now. Um, and you get that look that that last look of the season of like this is war, like this this is going to turn into war. Um, yeah, and, and it was interesting with the the character who got his eye cut because his I think it was his dad who was in that throne room with him. He's like, "Hey, you won't no no bloodshed on my in my throne room." I was like, "No, that yeah, that wasn't his f- no oh, that's the, not the, the guy father, who was in there." Yeah, yeah, 
Um, and he was saying like, because he's threatening to cut his eye out and, you know, blood for blood, you owe a debt and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I was thinking at the time, like, okay, I don't think this guy can take on the other one. It just, it was lining itself up like that. And even the character himself mm-hmm. was like, oh, shit, what have I, what have I got myself into? Um, but yeah, rebels against that and he chases after him and we, we see what happens. Um, I thought it was a really good way to end the season. <clears throat> and, um... Yeah, looking forward to where that goes next season as well. Uh, what did you think of the the ending of the show? <clears throat> yeah, I mean the so yeah, we've got this this situation where she's um, she's trying to make sure that she still has the support that she needs should it go to all to all out war, but she's also trying to avoid all out war because she's sort of saying, you know, um, I I'm trying to much to Damon's annoyance because he's sort of saying you've got usurpers you should just go in with full force and you know we've got more dragons than them we should sort of mm-hmm. murder them all and she's like well yes but I don't want to rule over a, a continent of just ash because if we go if we go that route it's going to annihilate everything which you know is a fair point so she's trying to find out what support she has she sends her son who is um uh, what's his name? The son's uh, it's Lacerys. So she sends the young son Lacerys to go to uh, Boris. Boris Baratheon was the person that was sat on the throne. Uh, right. Baratheon, of course, is the name that you'll recognise from the uh, Game of Thrones because it's a descendant of. Um, oh, it's, sorry, it's a, it's a ancestor of Robert Baratheon, who eventually does take the throne. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. And he's the one that's sort of screaming, you know, no bloodshed in my room, uh, in my hall. Right. So he then um, meets the uh, the character with one eye, which is uh, let me just that blue thing in his eye looked pretty cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's 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 really good that. Um, I'm just trying to look at which is one of the sons, and I can't remember his name because I get all the names very confused. Um, but uh, yeah, so he's also um, oh, it's Aemon, it's Aemon Targaryen, that one. Um, okay. So he's the third child and second son of Viserys and Alicent. Um, so the younger brother of the person that they've just crowned king, although weirdly he looks a lot older than <laughs> he's supposed to be the younger brother of the person they crowd crowd king, but it looks like, like he's 35. But anyway, um, so he's the sort of murderous one that, that comes along. He, the, they then have that, that air battle. And I agree with you, you know, you think, Oh great. He's got away. Oh crap. Okay. <laughs> so, um, and I felt really stupid for thinking that after it happened, because <laughs> like, of course well, that's yeah. supposed to be a false moment of tension. Of course it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it, it's good that the show can, like, if you could put me into full sense of security like that, you've done a pretty good job. Because um, I'm not, like, the, the biggest, biggest horror fanatic and that type of stuff, but I'm, you know, it, I've, I've played and watched enough horror stuff to where there, there's certain rules in, in terms of tension, is what I'm talking about, that you have to follow in, like, full sense of security and that type of stuff. Um, but, uh, no, good on the show for, for tricking me, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so that was great. Um, but no, just just that look from obviously you've got Emma Darcy in in that scene. 
um, just that that turnaround because I even I was even though it didn't really matter per se, I was like, please like have a turnaround and give this like stern look because it would be so cool and so sort of powerful, and they uh, they did that, so that was really good. Um, but yeah, that's the that's the end of the um, the season. Is there anything else you want to talk about? We've kind of covered most of of this here. Obviously, there's a ton of characters, so yeah, I mean, there are a lot of characters. And... Yeah. But especially in terms of the kids, I like you, you open that sixth episode and it's like, who are all of these people <laughs> running around? Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, although I suppose, you know, when you rewind to the whole Viserys can't choose his, his heir and the baby unfortunately dies and all that type of stuff. Like you fast forward to, to episode six with this Renera stuff. It's like, okay, now you've got no shortage of who you can kind of choose and all that. So, at least that problem was solved, um, eventually, through, you know, other means than that, but, um, yeah, it's, it's when you get to, because you've got, like, Aemond and Aegon, and all, all these names with A and stuff, and then you've got, like, Aegon the second written here, and it's like, again, this, this is, ju- this is more George's fault than, than the actual show, um, but I, I, I tried to follow that, like, the best. Uh, you, had, you had some, like, you know, some of the standout ones, like the one who got his eye cut, and, you know, they, they recast him, and you could tell that was that was the sort of the same one. So I tried to just follow that the best I could. But, yeah. Um, we don't have any uh, feedback. I don't know if people didn't know we were, we were doing this or when we were going to do it or whatever. Um, so this show will probably come back in probably I don't imagine it'd be 2023 I, I did hear that they're filming early next year that doesn't mean the show will be out next year no and with a show as big as this and you know dragons and all that kind of stuff um yeah. it's it's gonna take a minute but hey you got you know with, with these with these high level prestige TV shows you know you've got your big Netflix shows you've got your big Disney plus shows like your Mandalorians your Stranger Things Th- this isn't a case where you can do like what the Arrowverse does or what the Walking Dead does, which is like new seasons every six months or so. You just we 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 don't live in that point anymore where where like these big prestige shows can be done in six months mm-hmm. or something. So, um, by the way, just on the Dragons front, obviously it's called House of the Dragon. Um, obviously it's one of the more standout things from Game of Thrones. Obviously you've got the White Walkers and you have got the, the the Night King and all that sort of stuff. Um, just in general, very cool to see dragons back. Um, that's never a, a bad thing. And there isn't really many other shows on TV that have dragons, so it's it's kind of a nice treat, I suppose. Because whether it's seeing them fly around or burn people or whatever, it's just it adds to that spectacle, doesn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Especially when you have like war scenes and you know that type of thing. Um, so it was good. Uh, is there anything else you want to mention? No, just that it's sort of it's interesting where they kind of have ended this because um that i mean obviously they're based on books and and this is sort of where you get to with this is is sort of the start of the dance of dragons book um which is i mean really the dance of dragons sort of starts with the death of viserys um and so where we're at now well yeah yeah so, so that's sort of really the start of Dance of Dragons because that's that's the where we you know that as the sort of succession comes in and then you've got sort of you know the the snatching the throne and the new uh, and 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 then what um, 
Renera does about that. So it sort of makes sense where they've ended it because you are about to end up in a all out like major war mm-hmm. at this point. I'm I'm surprised they didn't well, I mean I guess you've only got a certain amount of time, but you would have thought ending on one of those major battles might have been you know, rather than than it might have been a bigger thing to end on rather than than the death of of the sort of you know the sun um but i don't know i mean it just gives them a huge thing to leap into when they uh oh yeah when they get into the next season so yeah certainly um but that's it for for now um very much enjoyed covering the show and watching the show is a really really good experience um i just wondering in terms of because they got like other spin-offs lined up um we don't. We haven't really heard because we were going to get that White Walker show. I can't remember what it was going to be called, but they threw that in the bin and, and moved mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to get a second season of this, and we'll see how HBO manages all that. Well, we'll see how um, not just HBO. David Zaslav <laughs> manages all this because uh, he's been uh, he's been cutting some costs and and getting rid of of things. So um, I'm not saying they're going to get rid of this show. That would be a, a major mistake. Um, I, I and and I didn't see any specific numbers, but I kept seeing reports like almost every week of like these numbers are ridiculous and thirty million or and like all this kind of stuff. It's uh, it's doing incredibly well, which is good. I'm also really happy that um, you know, I mean, I enjoyed season seven and eight of Game of Thrones. Some people didn't, and you know, this show was starting to come around August premiere date and all that type of thing. And I had heard from like some people here and there that like. Oh, you know, ending a Game of Thrones really put them off, and they weren't. It, it soured their anticipation for this show, which is both unfair and understandable because it's sort of like, yeah, they 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 don't want they don't have the, you know, hype to kind of drive back into this world because like, oh, last time I was in this in this franchise, I was so disappointed, kind of thing. Um, but at the same time, it's like you know, Dan and David are not here. Um, different story, completely different characters. Um, so it, it it was good that I'm glad that this show did come in after the I'd say controversial season eight. However, you want to look at it, I still enjoyed it, but it is what it is. Um, I mean that was like three years ago. So um, I'm just glad that like the show came out and it didn't fall flat because of the previous disappointment, which I thought would have been unfair to you know the people making this show. So um, I'm glad to see it be such a success, which. Again, for like the Game of Thrones property itself is not a surprise, but you never know what might happen. Um, anyway, that's what we got for you for the season one review of House of the Dragon. Um, depending on, I was going to say when, depending on, uh, yeah, depending on when this show comes back. Uh, so, uh, I mean, what would you say at the earliest? 2024, maybe? I, I, yeah, I suspect it'll be 2024. And bearing in mind, they have got a number of other game of thrones things that they're working on so mm-hmm. you are probably going to get to a point where it's it's going to end up being alternating two different game of thrones shows um right in that sort of in a similar time slot They've i got that thought. john show J- john snow thing lined up haven't they uh, yeah yes there's that as well so it's, and there's there's a uh there's a duncan dunk and egg thing as well which i totally forgot egg. about that yeah, there's so there's a, there's a few things they've got kind of lined up. So, yeah, but I suspect this will probably be back in 2024. Mm-hmm. Mm. But hey, early next year, HBO, The Last of Us comes out. 
So looking forward yes. to that. Uh, so that will be coming out, which would be great. I'll obviously be covering that. That will be on the World of the Last of Us podcast, so we'll be checking that out. Uh, anyway, in the meantime, if you'd like to write into the show, let us know what you thought of these episodes and all the things that we discussed, all the characters, the time jumps, everything we discussed here. Let us know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments. Um, and also, um, from the audience, were you sort of on the side of, hey, don't worry about Season 8, looking forward to this show, or were you sort of like cagey of coming into this show because of Season 8? Let us know all those things as well. Uh, Matthew, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. Twitter eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. Email box on the website version of the episode. And a clickable email name in your show notes. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on EntertainmentTalk.org. TV, games, films, main night podcast. There'll be a game later. Um, today, so look out for that one, and then Gaming Talk on Sunday, and so on and so forth. Uh, so entertainmenttalk.org, podcast platforms, entertainment talk, all of that. If you want to support us in other ways, uh, you can of course tell other people about what we're doing and where they can find it. So if they're watching House of the Dragon, which according to its numbers is quite likely, so um, tell them about this podcast or any of the others, obviously we've got quite a few. To tell them about that, uh, social media obviously share them around on those different platforms if you could do that as well. Uh, Patreon five dollar, ten dollar level tiers for the free podcast review options. Have a look at that as well. Uh, for your TV and film news, to be up to date on all things Game of Thrones, TV, films, renewals, cancellations, pickups, air dates, all those sorts of things, um, you can find Geek Town Radio on Tuesdays and GeekTown.co.uk. That is run by you, David. What is going on over there? Uh, well, there's been uh, obviously the Geek Town Radio podcast that, that went up on uh, earlier this week, and uh, we talked about a lot of things like Black Adam and Cyberpunk Edgerunners and the Doctor Who finale and the Peripheral, which is a brilliant new show on um, Prime Video. So there's all that stuff which is on Geek Town Radio, episode 361. You can find that on geektown.co.uk and on your favourite podcast platforms. On the main site, there's lots of news and trailers and things gone up recently. Um, there's uh, stuff from Paramount Plus coming next month. There's trailers for things like Ant-Man, Quantumania. Um, there's loads of air dates. There's a bunch of reviews and things for uh, video games such as Stranded Alien Dawn. There's an interview with the VFX guys from the Orville. Uh, so lots and lots of stuff to go and check out on geektown.co.uk as well. Cool. So go and check that out. Geektown.co.uk, Geektown Radio for all of those things. Twitch, uh, Bex, you can find her streaming pretty much daily. Little Nightmares 2. Uh, I think she's playing Stray now as well. Chat streams, retro streams, um, all those sorts of things. Trista, B-Y-T-E-S on Twitch and across other various platforms as well. Me, you can find me on Twitch as well. Talk UK doing, um, sort of doing one stream a week, roughly. At the moment, uh, switched from FIFA to Call of Duty so we can uh, do things over there. Um, again, I'm, it's still not completely clear when Modern Warfare 2 is actually launching. It's either midnight today or it's 5am. And no, I'm not going to be streaming at 5am. So uh, that will be at some point. It will be out by the time Friday gets here. So at the latest, um, I'll probably do like an opening night, li- night live thing on Friday night. Um, if it launches at midnight, I'll be able to do that for a couple of hours, but I'm not going to start a stream at 5am if the game launches at that point, because that's rather ridiculous. But uh, look out for that at some point in the next, I don't know, 24 hours or so, or 48 hours, depending on when that is. Um, apparently, if you're in New Zealand, you can get it 
earlier. I don't know how to do that or or whatever, but I'm not going to bother doing that. So look out for that at some point. If you do miss that stream, because um, I'm not even sure entirely when that will be, uh, or anything like that, you can find um, the archive streams and game clips and things like that over on YouTube as well, which is Entertainment Talk Plays. And that's it for now. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.